Storyteller is a musician and refugee from the Democratic Republic of Congo who left his country of birth at age three. After living in multiple refugee camps, he and his family settled in Johannesburg, South Africa for a decade. In 2012, Storyteller and his family were relocated to the United States, and last fall he auditioned for American Idol and will compete this season. I got a chance to speak with Storyteller about his time in refugee camps and the American perception of refugees. We also spoke about his new song called Keep Me Alive, which is a reflection of one of his darkest moments, his musical journey, and a prayer for survival. This is that conversation. Crazy what we live for, don't last us a lifetime. We all live for the autumn call, the sunrise in the springtime, you know. Crazy are we never fight for the ones we love. Turn around till it time's up. Turn around till it's up. Hey everyone, you are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez, my in-studio guest. Very special young man. Comes to us from the Congo. Hey, His hey. name is Storyteller. So the name itself leads me to believe that you have something in your heart, in your mind, that you believe needs to be shared with the rest of us, which is why I feel like you've taken on the moniker Storyteller. Yes, um, well, I'm originally a refugee from uh, the Nebo Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, I had to leave my country of birth at age three. You know, because of the 1999 Makobola massacre, which my family survived. And I uh, pretty much spent most of my childhood in refugee camps before eventually settling in Johannesburg, South Africa, where we lived at different houses, different apartments, you know, trying to make uh, ends meet. And eventually we were relocated. We were sponsored by the UNHCR to the United States of America. And that's where the name Storyteller comes from because I feel like my life, I mean, everybody's life is a story, but I feel like I have so many stories to tell from all of these experiences I've had growing up. So that's where the name Storyteller what comes from. What was life like in the refugee camps? It was horrible, but I was very young. I'm beginning to see how horrible it was now when I look back at it. But at that age, you know, I I just loved the freedom, like, to be with friends and all of that. Even though I, I didn't stay at any place long enough to make friends, just being away from the forest and being afraid for my life felt good. Going back to the fact that you were very young when this displacement happened, it's hard for you to realize the full intensity of it. Do your family members fill in those blanks? Do they tell you? Yes. How it was the reality of being in these camps? What do they share with you? Yes, whenever we talk about it, we try to lighten the intensity of it. I don't know if that's the right word, but we like to lighten it a little bit. So we joke about most of the stuff, but they fill in those gaps. My family is very religious, so we gather at 8 o'clock every night to pray. And during that time, you know, they always bring out testimonies of how life was in the refugee camps. It was a lot of uh, uncertainty because you were not sure if you were safe in the refugee camp, for one. You were not sure if you would have food. You know, it was just a lot of uncertainty. But my parents did a good job of keeping us from, you know, realizing what was really going on. And I want to be respectful, so you certainly don't have to answer these questions. But if you don't mind pulling back the curtain a little bit to talk about what exactly was taking place in the Congo that led individuals to flee their homeland. You mentioned the massacres, yes. but for those who are listening who may be unfamiliar with that part of world history, what was taking place? The rebels came and they wanted the land, and my grandfather was the chief of the village, Makobola. So in order for them to possess the land, they needed to eradicate the, the person that was leading because he didn't want to just give it up because that's everything that he had. So 
there was a conflict, and they came in with their guns, and they took about 600 people from the village, and my father and my family and us, we all just had to flee. My dad had to dress up, had to disguise himself together with my older brothers. We were separated for some months. We didn't know where they were or if they were alive even. Then eventually, by God, we got back together. But for the most part, it was just a, a battle for land. The rebels trying to take control and the people resisting. Just the war demons coming into play there. Thinking about what your family had to endure to make sure that you and your family were safe, mm -hmm. does that give you a new sense of respect for what they had to endure? Yes, yes, definitely. I look at my dad sometimes and I'm like, this man's superhuman because he had to keep us all in check. You know, he had to remain calm and still remain the head of the family. And my mom is just a superwoman because there were certain periods of time where she had to be both parents to us, you know, she had to worry about where my dad was because at one point, we, like I said, we were separated for a while. She didn't know whether they were alive or dead, but she had to provide for us and she had to try searching for them. So I definitely respect them. I don't consider them as just regular human beings. I think they're just really angels sent from God to come and guide me through life. You have a guitar with you. Yes. At what point during that tumultuous history were you able to find solace in music? So uh, my mother and father actually met in the church choir. So they, music has always been a part of my life. Music's kind of been my escape from all the madness. And uh, I remember in Johannesburg, South Africa, I, was, I joined the church choir. Then a young man came and he like offered an acoustic guitar to the church, but that acoustic guitar only had three strings and they were all out of tune and I didn't know how to play, but for some reason I was like, yo, I'll, I'll take it, I'll learn how to play it. So I went back home and was banging on that out of tune three string guitar and wrote a song on it. So that was my first experience with the guitar. And then we moved to the USA, of course, and then... Um, you realize guitars have six strings. Yes, that was like, oh, okay. So that, that's how a guitar is supposed to look and sound. <laughs> and uh, the first thing we ever purchased in the USA was a guitar. My older brother and I went to Best Buy, and they had this guitar on sale for $80. And I was like, I want this. So first thing we ever got, my big brother was like, okay, I'll get it for you. And ever since then, I've been addicted to it. And what do you find playing the guitar and music does for you? What, what does that provide in your life? You know, um, having experienced all the madness could say that it doesn't affect me, but at the end of the day, it's, it's still a part of me. It subconsciously does affect me. I've always had a hard time communicating about this and co just communicating in general because I've been uh, kind of programmed by the experiences to conceal everything, you know, because you wouldn't have time to feel weak. You wouldn't have time to cry. You, you had to see, feel, and not feel anymore to continue so you could survive. So... Music is my way of expressing myself. It's, it's my way of telling the stories I could never tell by just talking to people. You know, it's my way of uh, letting the world know that what happened was not right and what's still happening is not right. Just really just communicating. It's, it's the best way I could put it is that music's my, my only way of really communicating. These waters make me feel alive. My lover's coming, he she Searching all I know, all I know is this. Oh, oh, oh. 
Jesse Menendez, you are listening to Vocal Radio, my in-studio guest, the storyteller. So you get to Chicago. How has Chicago been in welcoming you, and how do you find this as your new home? I first landed in uh, Mobile, Alabama. I lived there for two years before we relocated to the suburbs. I am sorry to hear that. <laughs> yes, it was it was an interesting experience, you know, a very an interesting shift, I'd say. But uh, Chicago's been great. You know, people are very welcoming here. The the music scene is really beautiful. You know, I met, for example, my guy Shai Tulani, and he just brought me right in and he showed me the ins and outs, you know, pointed me in the right direction. And everybody's just been really helpful, and I really love it. You know, speaking with Shai Tulani, and if this is not your experience, you certainly don't have to respond. But one of the things I remember from speaking with Shai is his awareness of how different race relations are in this country when you're actually African. Mm-hmm. And then also have to experience what African Americans experience here in the United States. What's been your relationship to that dichotomy? It's of course sucks that that's how the world is. You know that there's black, there's white, and you know there's that divide over there. You know, of course, like I said, I landed in Mobile, Alabama. For the first time in my life, I experienced racism. For the first time in my life, I was a minority. You know, I, I grew up being a majority most of the time, so it was definitely an interesting experience. You know. But I believe that the whole idea of, uh, of racism and classism is something that people just are taught. You know, nobody's really born like that. And once they're given the opportunity to see the world, they change and they begin to understand that, you know, love is really what we all need. You have a guitar with you there. Yes. What sir. song are you going to do for us? So this is an original. I released an original when I came back from L.A. Uh, it's called War Machine. You know, and this is like my acoustic version of that song. Crazy what we live for Don't last us a lifetime We all live for the autumn cold A sunrise in the springtime You know Crazy how we never fight for the ones we love Stand around till it times out Stand around till it times out But I'm gonna cry for you I know you don't feel like you used to You're not the one to blame I've been running around like it's blue flame, true frame, red white Red wine, a black wine, oh no, no. Hard to say the world when you're ending it. Hard to say the world when you're ending it. Hard to say the world when you're ending it. Hard to say the world when you're ending it. Lately I've been stressing and I wonder if you know this. Crying for the weak one so I really never show it. I'm not trying to judge Me running out of time and only showed up for my pay cut Hard to see the world when you're ending it Hard to see the world when you're ending it Hard to see the world when you're ending it Hard to see the world when you're ending it Jesse Menendez, you are listening to Vocal Radio, my in-studio guest, the storyteller. 
What do you find yourself writing about? What's important for you to convey stylistically and through your music narratively? I um, like my stage name is of course story storyteller. I like writing about people and what parts they've played in my life. Living a nomadic uh, life when I was growing up, I never really got to connect with a lot of people because I wouldn't stay at any place long enough. So I've always had a fascination with the uh, character. So most of my songs are about characters that I encounter, that I've encountered, that I believe I'm going to encounter in the future. So it's me telling some stories I've experienced and some stories I somewhat think I'm going to experience. The song that you just played for us, where did it come from? War Machine. So was, I made it onto American Idol. You know, I'm a contestant this season. and. Um, which we'll dive into in a second. You right, can't just say that and gloss oh, sorry, over it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to... to um... No, 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 you're fine. I'm just saying like, that's an important detail. We'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, it just made me realize that my dreams were within reach. But you know, at the same time, it also made me realize that uh, success in music is like a drug. And if you don't have the right discipline, you could overdose on that drug. So the song is about patience and trust in the process because it's in the process that you develop the discipline required to just take the right amount at the right time. How did you decide that you were going to take your talents to American Idol? At first I tried out for America's Got Talent and I didn't make <laughs> it past the first round. I didn't get to... They gave you the X's? Yeah, they gave me the X's. I didn't get to the X's. So that's how... I didn't get to the judges. Then I found out that American Idol was back, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to register. I wasn't really going to do it. I registered for it. And then uh, my girlfriend, uh, Brielle, hey, baby, <laughs> I, I told her, I was like, hey, American Idol's back. Let's register. You should sign up for that. And she was like, okay, sure thing. So when she signed up, she was like, you know what, we're going to do it. Like, I know you don't want to do it. You just signed up just in case, but I'm going to make sure you do this. So we ended up going and auditioning together. and. We both got to audition in front of the judges. That's about as much as I can say right now. That's right, because it's still ongoing, right? Yes, yes, yes. So you won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so what has that experience taught you? If, again, going back to your experience coming to this country, having been in refugee camps, yet here you are on some level prospering. Yeah. With God, everything is possible. You just get on your knees and work your butt off. And just do what you can and let God do the rest and everything is possible. If you just use that equation, your hard work and prayer, you could achieve anything. Do you feel that's what's guided you? Yes, yes, yes. My uh, faith in the Lord has definitely been a, uh, a great, a great, a great inspiration. You know, because when times are tough, I know I could just look up to the heavens and I know someone's watching me. Let's talk about upcoming music. You're going to be releasing a song called Keep Me Alive. Yes. Is it difficult to revisit some of these times in your life that weren't the happiest? Because as I understand, this song is certainly one of those th songs that revisits those moments. Yes. This one is mostly about my grandmother. You know, and it's um, the first lyrics go, uh, music's fading and I'm getting old. I know it's time, but won't let go. Let it stand, let it compromise. My love was coming, here she comes. About a, a year ago, I lost my grandmother and grandfather from my uh, mother's side. And uh, I, I left so young, so I never really got to uh, have a relationship that I remember. But my parents tell me that I was very, very close to my grandmother, and I would always hold her really, really close. And, uh, and she would never want to put me down. Like, she'd always carry me. When I wrote the song, I was going through a tough time where I really was struggling. And I rem when then she passed away during the same period when I was really struggling. So 
And I was just looking back and they were like, she always wanted to carry you. She always wanted to carry you. And I'm like, now that you're up there, could you please just keep me alive? Could you please take care of me? You know, and I was, before it happened, like we knew she was not doing well, but we couldn't go, she was in Africa, so we couldn't go back and help her. So I was just, I was praying like, please, please don't, I, I need to meet you in person. I need to see you again. You know, I, I want to talk to you because I, I want us to have that relationship that we never had. But then it's like it was almost inevitable. So that's why I say, my love is coming, here she comes. My, my time has come, so I must go now. Do you want to play that song? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, here she comes. Mama says she'll keep me alive Oh, here she comes Gaspado, do not slow down Gaspado, do not slow I'm getting old I know it's time but won't let go Let it stand, let it compromise My love is coming, here she comes Free, falling Chasing all I know All I know is this music Oh, oh here she comes Mama says she'll keep me alive Oh, oh, here she comes Gaspado, do not slow down Gaspado, do not slow down Beautiful. Storyteller, thank you very much for making time. No, thank you very much for having me here. I really appreciate this. It's Good luck. World. Good luck on American Idol. Thank you very much. Here she comes.